You got hundred. You got one hundred percent of the people who voted for Ethan. I definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of the people who voted for Ethan, you got about ninety nine point seven percent. I feel somehow, like it's biased. I, I feel like it's biased because yeah. you put it out on your well, page. Some somehow point three percent ended up voting for you but supporting me. So I'm not really sure how that happened. So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. They have no idea we're coming. Take hold of this moment. The force is strong. Make ten men feel like a hundred. Take the next chance. And the next. You're rebels, aren't you? Save the rebellion! Save the dream! The Bizzle! Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the Bizzlecast, welcome to a new video games podcast with Ethan, a podcast that we are in the midst of trying to come up with a name for, uh, and uh, Ethan's had some great ideas. So, Ethan, welcome to the podcast. What do you got for me this time? Hopefully, we'll, we'll land on one soon. We are here on the Awkward Controller. Awkward Controller. Um, maybe I'll put up a, uh, on Facebook, I'll put up a, a, a um a, a poll and people can vote on the names we'll, we'll put some out there uh speaking yeah. of a poll and guys tonight is really uh gonna be another quickie mostly ethan talking about some uh more bizarre news um i'm uh, i'm in the middle of moving right now so i'm gonna be mostly just uh, listening to ethan which might shock all of you um but it's true um, but I will say, Ethan, uh, I know you're not on social media. I did put up a poll about our, our last podcast, and uh, to your credit, you got 19% of the vote. So, well, well done, sir. On, uh, <laughs> on, for what? For what? Uh, for who won the argument? <laughs> oh. 19%'s not bad. It's not bad. That was a total lie. I'm just trying to get Ethan on social media. Um, so. I have it. I just don't use it. <laughs> Either there's too you, many real friends. Wait you, till you you, wait. you, meant, you, you meant to say you meant to say I got 100 percent of the vote, right? That's what actually happened. You got 100. You got 100 percent of the people who voted for Ethan. I definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of the people who voted for Ethan, you got about 99.7 percent. I feel somehow, like it's biased. I, I feel like it's biased because yeah. you put it out on your well, page. Some, somehow, somehow, 0.3 percent ended up voting for you, but supporting me. So I'm not really sure how that happened. <laughs> We'll call that a statistical anomaly. Um, so, guys, rather jump in the news uh, really quickly. Though, speaking of statistical anomaly and coming up, uh, anomaly and coming up with cool names, I, uh, Ethan, I'm finally going into the official Steve Jobs book. I'm listening to it on an audiobook, and all I have to say is that dude is psychotic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got better over the years, but. He would actually, guys, I highly recommend it. Walter Isaacson's a brilliant uh, writer uh, for Time and other publications, which is why Steve Jobs asked him to do it. Also, Steve Jobs said he didn't want any say over it, and he could say whatever he wanted, and he didn't even want to read it until it was already out, so there was no censoring going on. People are very blunt about both loving and hating Jobs. He's an absolute genius, but he was literally a crybaby. We would go into a meeting, as soon as he didn't start getting his way, I'm not making this up, he would start bawling like a small child 
but he got results until people put up with him. So, goddamn, I'm really trying to get Ethan to read Masters of Doom. Ethan, I think that's a good project for you next couple months. You can handle that. I have a nine to five job now. I mean, reading a 200 page book about the, the formation no, of I Doom, know. Wolfenstein, Quake, the first person shooter, and the no, beginning of 3D gaming, and an amazing story about these like 23 year olds who are making millions and millions of dollars, but were you know buying Ferraris with their money. It's it's great. It reads like like a like a Hollywood story. Um, but um, I, the reason I was saying that, Ethan, is other than wanting to get you to read it, is I do think it would be interesting to do a sub series that's not just the news where we talk various topics about the history. So for example, you know, I've also read and rereading console wars, which is Sega versus mm-hmm. Nintendo in the late eighties, early nineties. And you don't have to read all the books, but it might be interesting to sort of talk about these junctures like Sony versus sure. Nintendo. We, 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 uh, last time, um, Absolutely. because I know, you know, uh, guys, you don't realize like, I, I, I did all of my gaming and stopped gaming uh, before Ethan was even born, but he, you, you're, you're super familiar with the old school stuff. So I feel like we could even do topics like, you know, the Scum Engine, it, it, Point and Click Adventures, or obviously the 3D shooter, you know? Um, yeah. Or what did, you know, Lara Croft do positively and negatively for the industry, et cetera, et cetera. So, okay, guys, that's about all of the energy I got in me right now. So, Ethan, I don't even remember what the first story is. We're going to do four or five to night guys thank you so much for joining us um ethan what's the first uh story um i'm assuming this is first either because of importance and or absurdity so take it away yeah oh just uh it it is uh it's absurdity but it's also because i want to save the better story that has the best joke at the end for the end okay so but it's not the most um, important one at the end no not really i mean like it's neat but whatever um all right so this kind of happened around when we recorded, or in between when we recorded last. But um, so what the I believe it was the head developer for Bioware did a. Uh, this is actually pretty standard for games with that are like pretty unknown or they're new IPs. Uh, someone will do like a how many questions rapid fire at one of the developers and be like answer all these questions about the game that I want to know about. And during this interview, and you can still find this on YouTube, mm-hmm. you can, it's it's 107 questions about Anthem. Um, you can find him saying... AKA, AKA um, Jetpack Simulator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can, you, can, you can have the interviewer ask him, uh, do you feel like Mass Effect and Drama got a fair shot? And he responds with, no, because... It launched during one of the quote one of the busiest uh, launch seasons ever for the gaming industry for RPGs. Um, and he said it was like four or five RPGs during that time, uh, which isn't wrong. But if you stretch out the time a little bit, uh-huh. but the, the 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 what he was really getting at was, which is what he says in the next sentence, is that he feel like he feels like Mass Effect and Andromeda didn't get a fair shot because they came out at the same time as Legend of Zelda Breath. Of the I'm Wild. sorry, who who's the source? Who's the source? Yeah, this is the um, this is a video on YouTube. Um, 107 questions about Anthem. I know, but who, who's answering these questions? I, it's one of the head devs at, at Bioware. Okay, so just to be clear, 
This is someone who is involved in it who has who's having sour grapes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, definitely. Just to be clear. Now, yeah. Now, later on, after this had gone public for about a week, he had he he decided he went on to went on Twitter to clarify a statement, which good. That's and he 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 kind of went on a Twitter rage a little bit because he it's clear that like he did like a huge string of tweets. That like all have, are like individual statements on like building a case is on top this, of one another. I'm sorry, is this Bioware or is this EA? This is Bioware. We, we, but Bioware. we don't know what position this person has. Uh, I I, I, I assume it's a dev position. and not a programmer or it's, something. It's a it's a head dev. Okay, because it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, they wouldn't bring in a programmer to do one of these PR things. Possibly a head dev, by the way, who wasn't here during the glory days of Mass Effect Two and Dragon Age and so forth. But go ahead. Maybe yeah. Um, so he he went to clarify his statements, and he, he he cleaned up his statements a little bit, and he he, he made his perspective a little more clear. However, mm-hmm. it doesn't it, it doesn't change any any of how ridiculous the statement is, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, um, based on a very a very powerful journalist by the name of jason schreier i don't know if you've heard of him of course dude come on jason schreier is like the source for everything on the internet over the last three years he's he's so huge which is hilarious because when i saw him on um uh uh the co-optional podcast a couple years ago rest in peace total biscuit um he's just like this young uh goofy nerdy jewish kid you know, but he's like break. Yeah. He's breaking all the big stories. It's like hilarious. Yeah, he's he's huge. By the way, his book "Sweat Up uh, uh, Blood, Blood Sweat Blood, and Pixels, Pixels" supposedly. I want to awesome. get that. Yeah. dude, that's a really yeah. short book. That's like 180 pages. I, I I might get that as a normal book instead of an audio book. Yeah, it's supposed to be great. I'll buy it. But go ahead. Um, From Kotaku. So he broke a story. I mean, he is about Kotaku. Andromeda. He is Kotaku. Yeah. You take Jason Trier to Kotaku. They're just a site with a lot of ads and news stories. And clickbait titles. Yep. Um, he he broke a piece about Andromeda, and it was it had a five year dev cycle, which was littered with every problem imaginable. Yep. From reboots through political drama through EA shorting their time, like just just a whole bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. And so, like like there was so much crap going on. Yeah. That it, with, with Andromeda's development, yep. and so instead of instead of taking the hurt and saying this was absolutely on us, because yeah. if, 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 and I'm you will never hear me say this ever again, Jesse. Let's li- li- and you need to listen to me through finish the statement. All right, I'm listening. In EA's defense, go on. They gave them go five. On years hmm five which years. sounds like very similar to the cycle of games like zelda and horizon uh, uh right. weirdly which right lead into and, that aspect of this about and, and, the, yeah and Bi- and bioware decided to play political games and poorly manage their time yep. which then led them to rush the game mm-hmm. so and I, it, I, yeah. Well, also, Ethan, it's, I do have a quick reaction to this. We'll move on. But it, can you mention just a few of the titles mentioned within four to six weeks of Andromeda? Just mention them. 
Nier Automata. Yep. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. I'm missing one. It also was not that good. Not to mention just the Switch in general. The Switch in general, but what you also have to recognize, this is the other part of the argument. This is the other part of the argument, which is Mass Effect Andromeda is not on the same platform as Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Was it Mm -hmm. the Japanese fighting game? Um, It it sounds like Nier, but it's not Nier. What's it called? Um, uh, It's not Tekken. Sorry. No, 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 no. Like a new new property. Prey. 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 Yep. Uh-huh. Anyway. So, you have you, it came out at the same time, but the problem with that is is that it, it, they're different platforms. They're different platforms. They are selling a different platform pieces. And yes, there is definitely a mingle there. But the, the, the like, by saying that Zelda got in the way of your game from succeeding as much as it could have is just it, it's, it's just. It's just wishing for so, Mr. Bioware, someone to pay attention to your crime. What you're saying is that one of the greatest brands in video game franchises, Mass Effect, wasn't even enough to make you competitive against a Zelda game that people had to buy a new system for and a new IP no one had heard of called Horizon Zero Dawn. That's what you're saying, Mr. Mass Effect. Mostly, yeah. And you can go back and look at his tweets. Um, I forget his name at the moment in time, but... Uh, no, I'm just, it, I'm just asking you to take his side but f- fictionally here of, like, like, how can he possibly think they wouldn't get a fair... Now, I will say, Ethan, and this was my one point for this. I'll give you final word on the topic. We'll move on. I will say, cynical, hardcore gamers like TB, rest his soul, like the completionist, like uh, other, you know, like sort of hardcore old school gamers actually liked Andromeda a decent amount after it was patched and so forth. But mm-hmm. here's my theory, man. And again, this is coming from Total Biscuit, which is if you are releasing a cool but flawed multiplayer game and it doesn't immediately go over well, you will have more chances. But if it's a single player game, it will it, it, you, you, it's a one and done situation yeah, so like absolutely the very you know the, we talk about the division you talk about um i always want to call it rogue one the tom clancy game with the uh, ghost recon what the hell is that called mm-hmm. um recon, yeah. when you talk about uh for honor you know which like i know a lot of twitchers who are still twitching for honor which people thought would would de- gonna be dead after three weeks mm-hmm. um yeah. would you agree with me though that like great multiplayer games get multiple chances whereas if it's a single player game especially from a a, a franchise that people familiar with and disappoints them that's pretty much it yeah 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 i mean it was unplayable when i tried to play it on the ps but maybe even 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 just mass effect and drama as a whole just like like like, like, it it came out the gate and by the way let's be clear about this it came out on march 21st zelda came out on the third Mm -hmm. wait can i read you some more games go do some more games yeah go ahead okay from march i am Setsuna. The uh, new Binding of Isaac, um, near obviously Marvel vs. Capcom three, which a lot of people like. Um, really, uh, a, t- a number of Kingdom Hearts uh, re-releases, the Attack on, on Titan game. These are all within three weeks. Oh, by the way, Ethan, a little game called Persona Five. Yeah, another Persona game. Five was huge. Yeah, um, 
bringing Bayonetta to the to the the PC. Yep. Um, ukulele, which people crowdfunded and spent tons of money out of their own pocket to play. I mean, it just goes turn on around and, hate it. and on. Not the people I know. The people who I know who funded it, who love the original games, were, were happy with it. But everyone else hated it, yeah. Um, uh, what Remains of Edith Finch, which won a bazillion awards. Uh, Mario Kart. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's right in the sense of there was a lot of competition. But you know what? Link running around in his underwear and in this redhead no one had ever seen before. Aloy beat the shit out of this storied franchise. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I love Mass Effect. You guys fucked up. You fucked up. Yep. My question, Ethan, this is my final question to you in this topic. I really want to move on. Who's really controlling Bioware at this point? And even if Bioware is in control, do they even have the personnel after everyone they've lost to make a recovery? Oh yeah, absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. So, 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 who's in charge of Bioware? Because, by the way, Dragon I, Age Inquisition could have been worst game of the year and ended up somehow best game of the year. So, it could be even worse than it, it was uncompetitive. And the guy, the guy who, the guy who, the same guy in question we're talking about right here, even he admitted to the fact that if there hadn't been better, no competition that year, Dragon Age Inquisition would have not gotten game of the year. He admitted it. Why didn't they give it to Uncharted 4, um, looking back on it, you think? Not the same year. Yeah, it was. It was. It came, Uncharted Four came out uh, April twenty sixteen. It was supposed to come out twenty fifteen. I just watched another yet another documentary on this recently. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was, Inqu- Inquisition was fourteen. Oh, was it? I want to say fourteen or fifteen. Oh, so it what, wasn't. It wasn't sixteen. So what won in sixteen? Oh, did Uncharted win in sixteen? No, Overwatch won in sixteen. Uh okay. Which that's, is rare because multiplayer. Games yeah, are that's that's a timing thing too. Yeah. yeah. Doom should have gotten it, but whatever. Um, I almost bought Doom for twenty bucks, but I resisted because I want to play it on your system. Yeah. Now that um, now that I've reread Masters of Doom too, I, 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 oh man, I'm so pumped. Um, okay, so unless you have any other points on EA, let's move on. Because uh, fuck EA. I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, they ruined the thing that I no, love not, the most in no life: right Star Wars. They keep ruining it over and over again. As long as they keep ruining Star Wars, I'm gonna keep saying fuck EA, whatever it's, else. They it, do. Sounds, it sounds like they're trying to finish Battlefront too, but whatever. Um, anyway, uh, what was right. my next thing? All right, um, topic number two. Uh, you know, I'll get. You know what? We're, we'll start adding sound effects too eventually. So, topic number two. What do you got? Alright, uh, I wanted to quickly talk about uh, so we just went through E3 biggest gaming convention of the year um, but now we're in the season of conventions uh, and so there's a lot of cool, now now a lot of more community events, conventions come full circle here mm-hmm. um, and what's happening right now is games done quick um, okay. it is one of the two big um, speedrunning conventions um, can you where, explain to the listeners what that? I know what it is, but can you explain to the listeners yeah. what that is, please? So, in, in a nutshell, speedrunning is completing a game, specific games that are popular with the community, the fastest in the fastest time possible. Um, and, but can you explain why this is cool and important to some gamers? It, 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 this is cool because this is some gamers' way of dick measuring. But um, my favorite phrase. Um, but but more importantly, it, yeah. it's it, it, it's it's a competition in itself it, because you get to go back to these old games, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um, I'm literally watching like I'm on their page right now. I'm watching this guy play Final Fantasy VI and trying to get the top score. 
right now. And you can go back to these older games where the game development was much more, much younger and much more simplistic. So there was ways to cheat the game into beating it faster. Mm. Um, and so, or 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 if you take a game like Dark Souls, where you don't actually have to do anything in Dark Souls because it's so formulaic that you just complete the formula the fastest way possible, and you get the you get the lowest time for the highest score. Um, Speaking of which, so it, it, sorry, really quickly, Ethan, you are a wonderful friend for trying to challenge myself and try something new, and you know, really trying to challenge myself in the video game sphere, but. Fuck Bloodborne, man. There is no way I'm finishing that game. Are you kidding me? No way. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not when I can that guy could fucking go around and Witcher and fucking Horizon and kill things with bows and arrows left and right. No way. Yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. You, you, yeah. you gave it a shot, which I is did. what's I important. Did. I did. I did. I did. I'm going to put it in, the, in, in, in my... Uh, now that I'm moving houses, guys, I'm moving. Uh, not going to affect the B- Bizzlecast at all. In fact, my new space is actually a little bit chiller. Um, and my recording room, actually, is going to be in my media room. So nice. uh, you'll have to come over. We'll do some live podcasts, play video games or whatever. But yeah, like, you know how whenever you like move or like you're, you're in a new place, you want something to kind of comfort you in that new location persona is definitely going to do that for me so i might have to get you over to help me with the uh the, the capture cards uh but even if not I'm, i can't wait to dive into that game but fucking bloodborne dark souls fuck that so anyway sorry go ahead go ahead um and so 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 pe- people this is a huge thing people love watching speedruns it's it's a gr- it's a great watch watching watching your fa- watching someone tear apart your favorite game and then beat it in the fastest time popular, and you're like, "Holy crap! I had no idea you could do that. I had no idea you could do that. That that it's they're they're great watches. Um, and these these conventions are fantastic because they are all about supporting charities. And I am literally looking at let's see, uh, so so this convention, uh, Gamestone Quick, is actually supporting Doctors Without Borders, and they have as of now raised 1.7 million dollars that's awesome yeah guys you should check that out also uh google is matching dollar for dollar donations for for haiti they're claiming they're gonna only match up to two million but if it goes well my guess is they'll keep going because they got plenty of money to burn that's a good pr move for them um that's actually my next ebook man is the like official history of google book uh which i'm very excited about but guys support these charities like if you think even if it's only three or five dollars you might think it doesn't make a difference it makes a huge difference so that that was cool to hear Eth. yeah so so the 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 the, these events happen uh there's a couple of them throughout the summer there's a few more towards the end of the year and then it kind of just cycles over in the next year um okay so that, that that's just covering that really quickly. I just wanted to give a shout out to them because yep. there's a bunch of those going on. Feel, uh, feel free to give dates and stuff when you do this sort of stuff. You know, if you have yeah, yeah I, I don't know what um, I don't know what the other ones are going on right now. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, cool. So what's nice is all three of these are somewhat related to each other. Um, just a quick update on this one. Mm-hmm. PUBG has decided to drop their lawsuit yes. on Fortnite. Yep. Um, which is neat, I guess. I don't know. Apparently, they are both owned by the same 
parent company, if you go way up the ladder, can I get they're super, both owned by the same parent company. Can go I get ahead. super real on this? <laughs> so, whether you sue or don't sue, other than the that horrible company that tried to destroy Jim Sterling's career, and he ended up destroying them, ultimately, and they didn't even use lawyers, but most companies, including, um, who does PUBG? Blue Hole. Okay. Most normal companies will get lawyers, and sometimes they'll have good lawyers, sometimes bad lawyers. Sometimes they'll listen to them, sometimes they won't. So here's the reality, Ethan, that took this long. There are only two scenarios. Either A, they hired shit lawyers who for a while actually thought that this was a good idea to pursue, both in terms of money and PR, or B, they had good lawyers who were telling them not to do this, and it took them months to realize they were right. Either of those scenarios is terrible. Supposedly their angle was that they were doing it through the Korean Korean justice system, and they would have been... well, it's different because uh, while while the the copyright wouldn't have been effective over here in America, uh, Pacific Bound uh, esports is much bigger. So if you eliminate something through Korea um, as a competitor, your game will flourish a lot more, especially on the esports scene. Um, but what, what's it? What's big about it is is that. Um, uh, t- t- TLDR, TLDR. It would it would be in the best interest of the Korean courts to help their economic economic system if they support an economic uh, if they support a South Korean company which is Blue Hole mm-hmm. versus an American company such as Fortnite, right, which is uh, Epic Games. By the way, uh, listeners, if you're hearing noises in the background, it's like either my air conditioning unit or my refrigerator, which makes noises because I'm in the middle of moving. So I'm actually recording in my kitchen. So apologies ahead of time. But um, I mean, that's a really interesting story, Eth, but it still doesn't really describe why they said they were going to go at this so hard and then backed off. You know what I mean? Like. Well, they were going at it so hard because they got their ass whooped and lost popularity with everyone. And, and they lost, they and they did. So They've hard. already lost. That's the thing. And the lawsuit just they're, made it worse. They're still popular. What, what's really killing them is the fact that they just can't, like, they can't finish their game. I know. Every, like, every article I see on, on websites is like, Fortnite taking over the world. People can't get enough Fortnite. Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. Which is true. Like, like it's still popular. Fortnite is still pumping out enough hype to be popular uh and PUBG can't give itself a break uh it's doing a lot of other things that don't help it and i'm not going to get into that because it's not all about PUBG. but anyway i just wanted to give a quick update no and let's be honest i've never played a second of either but i've seen gameplay of both and it takes you about nine seconds to realize how much more fun fortnite looks than PUBG. let's be honest (laughs) looks and then it they're, they're for different gamers. They're it's different, colorful. They're different. It's fast. There's building. There's team, better teamwork. Yeah. I mean, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that was that. Now we get to roll off of this into um, Bethesda oh, suing Warner. So, Ethan, this is actually an issue I... I haven't researched much and am fascinated by. So, so, so hold, is, hold on. So, give. Can I just set you up real quick? Go ahead. So, set up the story like you normally do. Give Bethesda side, but then if you would, 
I, I can remind you later, but then after Bethesda said, I would love to hear what either you've heard or just speculating from the Westworld side. Go ahead. Okay. So. <sighs> Which I think Bethesda, is a trashy piece of shit Bethesda. show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch it. It's so trashy. I already support Bethesda and I haven't even heard the story (laughs) yet. So Bethesda released a game. um, I I don't know if you're, if you, if you've heard the memes about the E3 a while back when Fallout 4 was being announced Uh and it was dropped the same day as he was announcing it. The the guy named Todd Howard, he's great, but whatever. I know who Um, he is. I've seen the documentaries. I love Todd Howard, but whatever. Um, So, they released Fallout Shelter, uh, which is a mobile game, and it's 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 just a cute mobile game by Bethesda. Whatever. Fast tons forward, of people play it and admit that it's terrible, and they still play it. It's it's whatever. It's neat. It's entertaining. It's one of really? those. It's one of those. It's it's one of, L- it's one of L- those. L underscore Fedorable, you're standing up for the Fallout mobile game. Come on. I played it for like three months. I thought you wiped your butt with the mobile games. Yeah, like I played Pokemon Go and Fire Emblem. That on my doesn't phone, count. But, like, doesn't count. Both Nintendo properties. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> um, fast forward to today. Um, you have Warner releasing a survival bunker game, which is just like it. it, it let, let's put it this way: it looks just like Fallout Shelter. It looks like they used assets. And other things, and an art style that is very similar looking to Fallout Shelters. Now, in the lawsuit, Bethesda claims that the Westworld game, the Westworld mobile game, uses code, base code, which is for for when it comes to video game lawsuits, is very important because it is the legal foundation for which patents are basically compared and it says okay this code was copied which means you have stolen Mm. this person's work i'm starting to lose bethesda here keep going without without the licensing okay i'm starting to lose without without proper licensing that's just how it is Mm -hmm. um guess who developed both mobile games the same company the same company developed both mobile games. I forget. I'm I'm losing. I, I forgot their name right now, but I know that both companies made the same. Games. Um, it is uh, yeah. Where is it? It's not HBO. That's for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, That'd be well, funny. that doesn't even really matter though, because they're just they're well, no, just work no, for it does. Hire. It does. It does because. That company would still have private assets in their database that Bethesda would have given them to oh. use for the game. Uh, so there's That's a confidentiality thing going on too. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Behavior. No behavior. Uh, Are you? Ready? It says it's it's Bethesda's own mobile studio though. That's what's weird. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. This says it's Bethesda's own studio, so they're suing themselves. What? I. That's why they're going to lose. They're going to lose because it's under their banner. So no. they screwed up. Here's the nail in the coffin. Are you ready for the nail in the coffin? 
Are you ready for the ultimate irony? I, not only am I ready, but I don't know whose coffin it is and where the nail's going, so give it to me. They know in the lawsuit, in the lawsuit, Jesse, is a statement. Behavior interactive. Saying that. Come on. The same. <laughs> the same. Pre, the, the same bug was found in beta for both games. Okay, okay, so they're obviously copying the code, Behavior Interactive, based in Montreal, but they're somehow under Bethesda. So so, so if it's Bethesda's own property, this seems obvious. They, they no, can't win not, this. It's, it's, it's not Bethesda's own property. That's it, what it, it's owned, but all the money, the money is being forwarded through the water. That's why. So they're, they're going to claim their right to the money. Behavior, behavior interactive. Uh, reusing source code. By the way, Ethan. Again, a shout out, guys, to read the book Masters of Doom about John Romero, John Carmack, and the geniuses behind Wolfenstein, Doom, Quake, um, and the uh, 3D graphics, first person shooters, um, adult games in general, the computer game industry competing against the against Nintendo and all sorts of stuff. But they freely released their code, Ethan. They loved what people were doing with the Doom engine back then. And mm-hmm. they created something that you might have heard of called mods. Yep. Mods I'm come always- from Carmack and Romero. So yep. Bethesda's acting like a bunch of babies if they don't have confidence because they know their property is shit. And they're fighting over this free money that you get with these stupid mobile games. Everyone's wrong here, but Bethesda is Jesse, not going to win. Jesse, Jesse, he, he, they are going to win. You can put out a poll about this too. Who's going to win? And when and and when nineteen percent of the people vote for me, that's going to show that that nineteen percent is smarter than you. <laughs> okay, um, give it to me. But in all seriousness, isn't that not the ultimate irony? Well, what, but why aren't they su- uh, it's a suing? Bug. It was a bug. A bug oh, is the nail in the coffin. Bethesda, Bethesda found a bug in someone else's game, and that's their winning point. Mm-hmm. Is that there's a bug, Jesse? Can, can you can you take this to the next step, though, Ethan? So I don't have to do it about where this. You is going. hate bugs in Bethesda. No, games. no, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm really tired right now, but I want you to, I want you to play this out in your head about where you see this going. We can move on to another topic. Water's going to lose. That's what's, that's what's going to happen. But where does Westworld? I mean, I mean, is is HBO now responsible because they're using the property? Like that's what I don't understand. But it would be HBO because HBO makes the show, but Warner owns HBO, so it mm-hmm. would go to Warner because Warner paid for it, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't know. so let me put it this way, Eth. If we can take one thing out of this that – and by the way, guys, Ethan and I talked off mic. Um, in addition to our you know sort of weekly, twice a week, every other week, whatever, news series, depending on what's going on, Ethan and I want to come up with some historical topics, you know, talking about Nintendo versus Sega, Nintendo versus PlayStation, how, you know, Nintendo was a literally a playing cards company in the late 1800s Japan. That's where Nintendo comes from, is selling playing cards and so forth. I mean, there's great stories about, about video game history. That'd be a lot of fun to talk about with you guys so we're definitely gonna do that too so in that spirit ethan what does is is this just a spat between two companies or is this um 
does this speak to larger problems when it comes to games publishing, mobile gaming, and so forth? I think I think this is a I I, I think this is a non mainstream, or I think this is a mainstream culture company. Well, because everyone's copied Hearthstone. Sorry, let me let me give you an example. Everybody has copied Hearthstone. I tried a ton of free to play, uh, you know. uh, you know, CCG games without investing too much money in them, but I've sampled many of them, and they all copy Hearthstone. And Blizzard has never gone after any of them. You so- mean you mean Magic the Gathering ripoff? I refuse to call that game by its real name because it's actually just a Magic the Gathering ripoff. But well, no, but except it's a deck builder, which is different. Which is also Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Yes. 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 Fine. <laughs> Fine. It's Magic the Gathering, but there's been a lot of other, you know, games like yes, Dominion yeah, 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 and no, Ascension no, no, and I, so forth that have done this. Yeah. My point is, in terms right. of the interface and implementation of both the game itself and the money-making side of the CCGs online, especially on mobile, Blizzard hasn't really cared because they continue to make so much money on their own. So this feels like insecurity from a studio, Bethesda, that should be a bit more secure with how much money they're making. Here's the thing, here. And here's the thing, like anybody who's paying money on their fallout shelter should not give a crap. But but it, it is not okay to be stealing other people's work. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's Isn't that not what okay. modding is? Isn't that exactly what modding is? But people aren't selling it. Oh, I see what, uh, I see what you're saying. It's like I'm stealing your code people, without your permission, it's not open source. Yeah, sure. Right. If that's the case, it's open and shut. Oh, I don't that, disagree with you. That, if that's the case, that's it's the open case. and shut. Okay. That's the case. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're basing it on a couple articles, but so I don't want to say that's the case. But if that's the case, it's open and shot, and Bethesda will win. No question. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Unless you have anything to add. All right. Uh, la- la- last little topic. Wait, wait, wait. wait hold. On. Is this the Nintendo one? No. Will you, will you talk about that real quick? I actually want to talk about that, and then we'll do the final well, my- topic. You go ahead and start it because I, I'm not. So I'm Ethan uh, found a tweet, which I have not seen the tweet or even the research leading to the tweet, claiming that the 15 best-selling titles uh, on Amazon.com are Nintendo titles. It doesn't refer to what how what time period it is. It doesn't refer to what system it is. But I totally believe this, Ethan, as I told you in our text messages, and I wanted to address this. I have no idea what the source is, and if it's true, I believe it, because Nintendo games are so, so, so hard to come by at a decent price that if you can even save $10 on either the physical game or the digital code on Amazon, you'll do it. And that's why I get all my 3DS games. I even get 3DS digital codes on Amazon because they're cheaper than what you get on the 3DS store. So I, I, to- I totally buy I don't think this is anything about Nintendo. The Switch keeps getting better and more people are buying it. Obviously, that's the case. But I don't think being top 15 really says anything about anything. So yeah, so you know, I mean, I, I I don't think the fact that the top fifteen selling games on Amazon are um, are Nintendo say anything about the, the the number of games sold. What I think it says is the continuing tradition of Nintendo of undersupplying the market and people looking for any way to save any money on Nintendo games because you can get PS4 games for $10 that came out eight months ago. It's never happened with Nintendo. And you know why it happened, Ethan, man? And I'm, this is why you have to read, not you, the public, read books like Console Wars. Do you know why Nintendo does this? 
The constant lack of supply? Oh, yeah, because it creates supply and demand. No, historically, though, do you know why they do this and have never changed? They never... They they, they, succeeded based on the failure of Atari. And one of the failures of Atari in the late 70s and early 80s was oversaturation and overproduction, and they lost all their fucking money. And so the Japanese people, again, guys, I'm not being racist. I I study Japanese video game companies. I know how they work in terms of competition, in terms of how they see their products. But the the people in Japan, God bless them. I love Japan. I hope to visit it soon. It fascinates me as a country. But they believe in tradition, and they stick by things that work. And so Nintendo is still operating under the early 80s mentality of we're going to underproduce so that we don't overproduce and Mm -hmm. uh that it's fascinating it's tragic it's smart it's dumb it's all sorts of stuff but that's where it comes from ethan is them looking at atari and saying we don't want to lose our company by overproducing yep no nintendo is always always under always 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 i can in fact on amazon right now i can buy an nes classic but remember, here's remember, the other when thing. Could, remember when you couldn't find one of those anywhere? Here's the other thing. Let's talk about um, the 3DS, and now you've got a Switch. Mm-hmm. What is one aspect of the, the physical game itself that you care more about in Nintendo than other systems is you, you care about the physical cartridges. You want the physical 3DS cartridge. You want the physical Switch cartridge. People don't care as much about that with some of the other systems digitally and so that's another reason why i think people are are buying stuff especially because the old ds games which are great still sell well and people want to get mm-hmm. ds games and let's just be honest they're more available and cheaper on amazon than they are in gamestop yep yep so um have you heard any updates about uh where the switch is at these days in terms uh... of um, sales wise I haven't. I All can. Right. I'm, I'm going to look that up. You, you, you take us into the uh, the final topic. Yeah. So it's just a general quick update on um, our crossplay discussion from what was it, one two episodes ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Can you give us the 90 second recap of what it was about, essentially? Yeah. So ba- ba- basically, Sony is taking its first bad PR stance, uh, pretty much since the launch of the PS4, and said. Hey, we're going to choose to make more money by preventing crossplay for members of who, who people who want to play Fortnite. Um, oh my god! By basically, if you had connected your account to PS4 and uh, you would not be able to connect it to the Switch or an Xbox One, um, that means no carrying over your progress, no. Though carrying over your purchases, not even being able to use anything. Just you can't even use your account on that system anymore because you had connected to a PS4. I'm sorry, I have to uh, stop you. I have to stop you. I was accused Nintendo of being secretive, but goddamn, if you go to nintendo.co.jp and search for dedicated video game sales units, they have posted on the official site how many hardware and software units they've sold of all of their systems and mm-hmm. one page. This is amazing. Yep. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, but the quick, Wii U quickly. has only sold 13 and a half, according to them. Sure. 
I believe it. So the Switch is at uh, about 18, 69 software. The 3DS, 72 hardware, 365 software. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know this. Ex- did you know this existed? No, I did not. All right, I was no. on this to you. But sorry, sorry, sorry. Quick, quick, uh, quick, yeah. quick, quick fun fact, actually, that I saw. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw an article talking about a interview or not an interview um, details of like a like a um, like a shareholder meeting between some Nintendo heads and uh, some shareholders, and it turns out that um, for Switch playtime, it is about fifty fifty for people who are playing portable and people who are playing at home. I just thought that was re- that, that's really neat, hmm. like. That that you you would think exactly you, you, what they're going for, yeah, right, right, exactly. Which is really weird because it's like you would think maybe it would lean one way or another, but it, it ends up actually balancing out really easily. So that was neat. Um, hmm. Anyway, um, so that that was the recap. The, basically, Sony is being a dick for the first time ever, which or for the PS4 life cycle, which yeah, and that forever sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Um, this week though. they, they put out a statement saying, uh, which is much better than their original statement, which was, uh, we allow crossplay for phones and PC. Yay. Um, no, their new statement is we're looking into crossplay with other consoles, um, so that we can both satisfy ourselves as a business and for the, our gaming community. Um, mm-hmm. that's blanket pr but it's better than their original statement i i told you i told you last time that if they don't start bending within the week like it will rather they will start bending within the week and it's coming true um i just don't they shouldn't make a decision quickly because people think they should make a decision quickly. If they're not doing it because they're being stubborn assholes, then they're being stubborn assholes. But no, I no, definitely they're, 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 don't think a company that has 80 million fucking units out there with more giant video games coming should make the decision quickly if they're having other... It's, it's possible, Ethan, there are more repercussions here than what we know about, right? It, it's not just about Fortnite. Their original, original statement back when people found out about the Xbox One... The, the when because because Xbox Fortnite came out before Switch Fortnite and people found out about this but it didn't give it much attention because it was for Xbox. Um, their their statement back then was we didn't want people we didn't want our community mingling with theirs because we think our community is less toxic than theirs. That was their original original statement way back when. Um, now that's the only literal repercussion I can see, except here's the problem with that. You can't message someone through Fortnite. Like that's not how Fortnite works. So their statement is literally moot. Um, mm-hmm. he, the reason they are doing it and I, I'll, I'll, re- I'll reiterate this in the, just, just to make it so I, so everybody can hear it again. Yeah, go. The way these companies, if if you are a if you are a store platform, PlayStation Store, Xbox Store, Steam, uh, whatever, if you were any of these things, the way you make your money, unless it is a first party like game, like you're putting it out, unless it's a if if it's anything third person at all, the way they make their money is by docking you for every single update to your game every time you need to put a listing up for a product for your game and as Fortnite 
is a free game, but heavy on microtransactions. The way Sony makes their money is by people buying skins and the battle pass and whatever else it is. All right. Mm-hmm. So that then that's how Sony is making their money. They're making a buttload of money through the store because Fortnite is there and but and if they prevent people from playing on other systems and only on PS4, they're going to still make their money. That's why they haven't allowed crossplay for the situation. That's the only reason. So that's the only reason. So look, we we know there's obviously a lot of money that gets that changes hands in Fortnite. It's technically free, or part of it is free, um, but the popular part is free. Can I can I throw a few challenges here? Sure. I, Overwatch and, was supposed to be more dominant and last longer than it did. Let's be honest. I like it, it's it's still it's fine, but you don't hear about it that much. It's got its own esports, which is pretty good for a game that forced it on everyone. But go ahead. So I, I, I don't know that the, the battle royale thing is going to last. It will definitely last forever from now on in terms of uh, the actual gameplay. But in terms of being like a major thing that gamers are doing, battle royale, I'm not sure it's going to last as long. Oh, it, it's a bubble. It's gonna think. burst. It's gonna burst. And so if you're Sony and you're thinking, our analysts are saying this bubble's going to burst, you could understand why they're hesitant to just do whatever. Right. I, it, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is nothing Sony can be like, like not be doing. Like, like it puts no additional strain on Sony to allow crossplay. It probably creates more strain to keep the to keep the servers like to keep the walls up than to keep the walls down because Sony's not Sony's not a so, so Sony's not like sorry I'm I'm losing the word Sony has none of the files on their servers I like they they have the they have the skin files mm-hmm. and like like they, they they have the confirmation file but a confirmation file is like a kilobyte like whatever like you really think that's wearing down your server, please. Um, everything that's data wise is being controlled through Epic Games servers. So literally Sony is putting the wall up. Like Yeah. Hmm. So but, but here, here's the important thing. Um last week I stressed that crossplay is a future of gaming and we do need to roll out uh, the red carpet my- here. Oh, the, for sorry. other games. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Ethan, guys, to be fair, Ethan did mention this, but we moved so quickly on this topic to other parts of the topic last week. I want to stress something that we didn't talk enough about last week. It's for me, by far the most egregious thing, like 90% of the terribleness of this is they lock you out of other accounts but right. if you're already in Sony's account. For me, that's the worst because if you want to start, if you want to play Fortnite on the DS, the Xbox, PC, your, whatever, it, bring your account over, then that solves most of the problem. So this is a case of a company that actually could take a lot of less flack in the meantime if they just yeah. disabled this one feature, which is horrifying. Yeah. If they, if they allowed cross-save, I think it would be much less egregious it would still be good but it'd be much less egregious 
Um, I mean, to be fair, Nintendo's p- played with things like this in the past, but at the moment they're embracing yeah. more open cross-play. Right. And, and so, like I was saying, the sooner we get this red carpet rolled out, the sooner people are going to want to do this. And people are starting to do this regardless of whether Sony wants to do it or not. And just our, 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 the good man Todd Howard put a statement out there. I'd like to do crossplay for Fallout 76, but Sony's in my way. And nothing, nothing I mean, would Bethesda hurt Sony games, more. Bethesda games so- are legendarily run terribly on Sony systems. And that's why I've had so many problems with, with yes. Skyrim. I am well aware of this. Listen, nothing would possibly hurt your chances of... It, it, nothing hurts more when one of the most popular... No, I know it hurts more. It, sorry, go, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. It, it, it hurts. It, it, it hurts when you have this much strain from the community. Like, when you have this many people pointing at you and saying, you're doing the wrong thing, like, it's, it's not good. It, it's, it's not good. And Sony, okay. Sony needs to realize this. Okay. Well, I'll give you my final thought. I'll give you a final thought. Here's what hurts more. Quote, EA puts Star Wars game on hold as Uncharted creator Amy Hennig leaves company. Unbelievable. They've already <laughs> shut down a Star Wars studio. They're trying to tank this one. I, there, there must be a reason behind this. I just saw you retweet this, yeah? Or oh tweet it, yeah? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is pain. This is pain. This, this is what pain feels like, man. This is what pain feels like. Yeah. For everyone listening, this just broke, so Jesse has to freak about this. It's only because I was trying to bring up news on, on The Verge for, for the, the Bethesda story, and then they have this on the front page. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, my God. Ugh. I, I, I think both EA and Star Wars are trying to get out of their contract with each other, but it's not clear wh- what the strategy is here. I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... I'm going to do what works best with EA, which is ignore it. <laughs> well, I can't as a Star Wars fan. I have to keep giving them yes, chances. You can. Yes, you can. Yeah, I know. You can, you can wait until the new game is out. I do have Knights of the Old Republic on my computer. So you can just wait till the new game is out. Look, all I know is that for a very long time, Lucas made his games in-house with Lucasfilm. And they even made games like Monkey Island and the Indiana Jones game. And, uh, <laughs> listen, 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 I'm with you on this one, yeah. but you gotta, you, 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 so, some things you just gotta let go. And this is one of those things that you have to say, EA is going to fuck it up no matter what. <sighs> All right. Uh, well, let's end with game. We should always end with game releases. We got anything coming up? Octopath July 17th? Can you tell me why you and a lot of other people I respect are really excited about this? Okay, so first of all, it's one of the unique, most unique art styles I've ever seen in my life. Just hands down. It's 2D, it's 3D sprite rights. It's, okay, it's two-dimensional... It's not Z-axis, it's... 
um, what's it called? It's got partial. It's got partial third dimension to it. Sure. So yeah, it looks really Z-axis. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Z-axis. Yeah. It's Z-axis, but if you're if you're on a flat, if you're on a side scroller, it's no longer mm-hmm. Z-axis. Okay. Um, anyway, um, we're, we're we're arguing over geometry on a video game podcast. Um, no, we we are, we are debating in a civilized manner geometry. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's it, it visually it looks awesome. You, I don't need to tell pe- people who've listened for a while. No, I'm a sucker for sprite work, so that's just a personal thing. But mm-hmm. it's it looks beautiful. The sprite work's beautiful. It's a Squeenix RPG. I don't need to say anything else um, about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I it, they, they, it, they do it. Yeah. It, if um, if you you know what Binding of Isaac is, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Well, tell the so, audience though what what because so, so, so there's a culture Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac is a roguelike dungeon crawler that's procedurally generated, and it, it it takes you through its story by you completing its levels, and you uncover different things, and you can play the game over and over and over again. It would always be different based on what type of item builds you go for playing the game. Um, but what's neat about it is you have you can have different character options and different character options do different things. Um, with Octopath, you literally have you choose one of the eight protagonists and you start your journey and you can do so many different things with the world. All the characters can interact with different people different ways. You have you have um, you have a morality system which treats which affects the world. Uh, you have uh, you, you have all these you have eight you have these eight different stories and based on the ones if you decide to go for all eight of the stories or a few of the stories or one of the stories like it, it, there's so many different options going on and it seems like a full RPG built into a, a, a game that you can play over and over again to get different experiences wow that sounds like a classic 10 out of 10 jrpg from square enix (laughs) which by the way by the way people if you want to know how great square enix is in my move i am bringing my old ds with me because i still want to play through chrono trigger from fucking 25 years ago that's how powerful the Enix jrpg is oh oh and i forgot to mention this is not really a plus it's a Switch exclusive, but since it's on the Switch, mm-hmm. all right, it only enhances its playability because we've talked a lot about how mm-hmm. RPGs are like the Switch is just an RPG machine. Like, be able to yeah, it's like the Vita, but more people have it. Right, it's like the Vita, but it's better. Um, well, be, well, well, be, uh, be, be, physically, be able to- I don't know if it's better physically. Sorry. Screen size? No, the Vita's Controls? more comfortable. To, no, the, the the screen size and 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 graphics. I mean, I would. It all debate. looks great. It all great. But I'm saying the actual feel in my hands for me. I don't have giant hands. 
for me, the Vita just is more comfortable. Than We're gonna the have Switch. to debate this next time because this isn't debate. Just... No, it's, there's no debate. The Switch is a way better system. I'm just saying, physically, okay. for me, the Vita feels better. But they they criminally underuse that machine, and I think the Switch is gonna. By the way, dude, something no one's talking about. The Switch is going to start. I know you're gonna say, oh, they're already doing this, but they're, they're gonna start coming up with subtle new ways of having controls connect to the sides of the Switch that are more rounded and sculpted and so forth and more comfortable to the hands. Because my hands fall asleep very quickly with that that sort you of can already get, you can already get third party stuff like that right yeah. right I, I understand that i understand that yeah. Which, again, is the big revolution in Nintendo that maybe we should talk about in the next podcast we would talk about is all of the remaster games from different companies they're bringing over, all the third-party support. I mean, these are things we don't normally see from Nintendo. My favorite, my one of my favorite childhood games, The Blob. We talked about this. The Blob. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. They actually put out, they, they ported it to the Switch, and it's actually semi-remastered. It's crazy. It's thirty bucks, but it was worth it. Um, anyway, all right. Um, well, I have a couple. I have a couple specific questions for you, and then we'll end this if that's cool with you. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Other than knowing the fact that the Witcher series, some people considered like the greatest or one of the greatest series of all time, and knowing how much people love Project Red, even though Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is named after the genre that it's talking about, which is cyberpunk, and gives us the year, two things I never recommend in games. Just watch or movies. Watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine, guys. You guys will be bored out of your fucking minds. Um, I, I mean, I love Blade Runner, but it's fucking boring. Um, are they are they just very early in development and not letting us know? Like it seems like we know very little about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because whenever I read an article, there's not a lot of like actual information. No, we don't. We don't know a ton. Um, what we know, what we know, are Project Red um, design. Uh, how do you say it? Designers standards. Mm-hmm. Um, Fast open world, yeah. definitely M rated, uh, with M rated features. I'm not going to get into that. It just if if you play The Witcher, or understand The Witcher. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I hope this is the anti Detroit becoming human. That game. Oh my god. Have you watched any of that game? No, I, I understand what it's about, and I've I've seen it. Yeah. Well, the problem is, like all da- uh, David Cage games, whatever the fuck his name is, is yeah. It it gives you the illusion of being deep dark and being more than a walking simulator uh and it's ultimately way less interesting from you know everything from you know life is strange to you know much more supposedly simplistic games because of its slick controls it's bullshit the 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 thing about those games for me is they feel like wake-up calls to people who don't always think about those things every day and I think about those things every day, so it doesn't phase me. Right. Well, we just already talked about it with the with the fucking Westworld. I mean, the right. Android Rebellion thing is like not such a. I don't. Cage must have thought, and they're selling decent copies, I think. But Cage must have thought that there was a lot of depth in what he was talking about with his particular Android Rebellion. But yes, I mean, dude, I've been watching Blade Runner and Star Trek for the last like thirty years. Like, yeah, I agree with you. It's acting like it's way deeper than it is. My point was, I'm hoping 
Cyberpunk 2077 is the anti-Detroit Becoming Human in that, you know, even if it's a story we've heard on the surface, that with 100 plus hours of open world gameplay, we'll get a lot more depth because Horizon deals with this as well. 100, how about 300? Sure, sure. But Horizon deals with this as well, you know, on a much different level. A lot of great games. Nier very much dealt with this. Uh, No spoilers, but Nier very much dealt with this. So Still uh, immediate. I'm still working on it. Yeah. I just I I am a huge fan of point and click adventure games. I just think they should be smaller scale, like the Telltale games or like Life is Strange, and cost twenty dollars and not be triple A games that look great for no particular reason from a gameplay style, which is what the David Cage games seem like to me. Hashtag seven twenty sixty. <laughs> By the way, guys. Uh, okay, so I'll do my final plug. You do final plug. My final plug is. Well, I, 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 <laughs> Say what you will about Square Enix. The fact that they just announced Life is Strange 2 and it's coming out in mere months and they've told nobody anything about nothing is great. What did they do? They released a free, a free basically like prequel. Uh, like It's not full length, but it's like three, four, five hours prequel called The Adventures of Captain Spirit from a little boy's perspective for once, instead of just little girls, uh, that is related to the game coming out in September. They're telling nothing about, about telling us nothing about it. It's going to be episodic. You pay 4 or $5 per episode for five episodes, worth every single penny, I'm sure. That is how you do a game like that. You don't sell people a $60 game that takes seven hours of gameplay with Detroit Becoming Human. Check out Captain Spirit, guys. I've been uh, watching Let's Play with Dodger and Jesse online. It's it's really cute and fun and bizarre and does he have superpowers? Is it for real? Like all that kind of stuff is awesome. I can't wait for Life is Strange too. So I'll give you a final word or two, Eve. Uh, quack. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Go on. <laughs> um. No, I mean, like I am. Uh, I am excited for. My game, Destiny, my favorite game, Destiny, the expansion coming out in fall. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as, as, I, as I briefly cut in our E3 podcast, Nathan Philly, Robot Dies. Um, uh, Wait, yeah. Wash is the one that's supposed to die. Spoiler! That is rude to anybody who has not seen that. That is a If they don't know what I'm talking about, then if they don't know what it is, that is a perfectly <laughs> good per- piece of <laughs> film that um, appeared on a television at some point in the past. And then he dies as K2SO. Spoiler. <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, I, I, I'm excited for that. They, they they've made a lot of good changes. Everything just sounds like what they're making mm-hmm. will be good. Yep. Hopefully it turns out that way. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, so, I mean, like I I'll I'll be yeah. playing the Fallout 76 beta when that comes I, out. No, go ahead. I'll be playing the Fallout 76 beta when that uh, when that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be fun. Yep. Um. I'm 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 looking forward to the, the the thing about the rest of this year is is that everything comes out at the end of the year Spider-Man. or in 2019 or in 2019. Which, by the way, by the way, I've seen mm-hmm. the Spider-Man footage. I have to say, Arkham uh, Knight 
<laughs> looks exactly the same. And I've been playing Arkham Knight. It's fun. The problems with Arkham Knight is the mission designs aren't always great, but graphics and feel wise, it feels exactly like Spider Man because you can yeah. you can grapple and swing anywhere in the city. So, <laughs> and like. I am a no lover of Batman, but I am really no lover of Spider-Man. So I, I, I would still take Batman over Spider-Man personally, but I know people are pumped about that. Yeah, Cyberpunk, I'm super hyped for. I'm, yep. I'm super excited to play it. I mean, look, it's the guys um, who did Witcher 3. Some people say it's the best game ever. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, What's the relationship I, I, between um, uh, Project Red and Sony? Because they definitely give Project Red a lot of airtime and stuff on their various things. Uh, it's not as no relationship. It's not as exclusive, but like no, it's not exclusive at all. Yeah, I know, but they no, they're, they're, yeah. Uh, the, the the relationship is our system was better for playing Witcher three, so more people bought Witcher three on our it's system. The, right, it's the opposite of 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 the Bethesda games. Basically, it's like yeah. Bethesda plays like shit on Sony, and everybody knows it. And, uh, yeah, and the Witcher games play great on the PlayStation. And hopefully with a backwards compatible system in the PS5, we can go back and play all the Witcher games, which would be super fun. That would be neat. Um, oh, but Ethan, here's my, okay, here's what we're going to close on. So, you know, the people I follow online, whether it's Dodger and Jesse, you know who the completionist is, a.k.a. Gerard, and he plays with, uh, Alex Fasciani, uh, the Super Beard Brothers, like dual, dual. Let me put it this way: people love seeing two friends who are friends but fight with each other do let's plays together. And so I think that would be really fun to start a series, a sub series related where we do that because we have hung out plenty of times, like playing video games. Do you think Octopath is that kind of game that we could do? Yeah. And I mean, like, um, the, the, where I bring a mic or two and we just set up the whole thing at once and just with we'll stream it and then capture it. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the prologue, the prologue demo, which you get to carry over your, your, your save to the, when the game comes out is out right now. Hmm. So we could do that potentially when, next week. When, when, when is the actual drop of Octopath? July 7th. Give me one second. I don't know. I think Ethan went just went on mute there. July thirteenth. July thirteenth. Oh, perfect! Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. it's just on Nintendo. It's only on Switch. It is a okay. Switch exclusive. Which um, is weird to say that because there's like three games that do that. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I feel like if, you know, it, we could do three, four hours a week and then release it as, like, a series. If you're if you're down, we could at least yeah. try. Yeah. Uh, unless yeah. it's going to be one of those games that you, like, obsessively need to play for 100 hours over a five-day period, which I would totally understand. I might, I, 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 I could also always do personal.